For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They can't get them, but you can catch us. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. My name's Tony Dunn. I'm here with my boy Cody Lashney. What's up, Panther fam out there? Cody, how you doing, my friend? Chilling, man. Uh, it's a Tuesday night. You know what we do on Tuesday nights. We talk about the Carolina Panthers with the best chat room on YouTube. Scott Thomas is here. Joshua Mass, Underground West. Susan already dropped a fourteen ninety nine love bomb. We love you, Susan. Hey, man, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. Tonight's show, guys, is OTA's Dazzle, and Jackson is no stranger to that action. Right, I think this is the twentieth episode of this of the season twenty twenty one somewhere in there. We're gonna be talking OTAs. We'll talk a little bit about the skill positions, and we'll get into some details as well about uh, anything from what was it, uh, new defense installment, and how far this actually is, what the Panthers will look like, and what we're hearing differently about what they will look like coming out of these OTAs and going into this season. Um, And we've even got uh, Ron Rivera with a little egg on his face. And uh, so we got a good show for you guys tonight. We want you to be a part of it. Thanks for joining in the chat room, all you on YouTube. Shout out to you guys. Y'all are the best here each here with us every week, making for one of the great internet conversations in Panther Nation out there. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button if you're listening also, we want you to be a participant on the show and call in using the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. And, uh, man, it is the starving time of the season, Cody. This is the time that people are starting to make lists. They are um, thinking about It was so hot out. It was so hot out today in Greenville, North Carolina, and it has been the last couple of days, and you just retreat to the air conditioning, 
and there's no sports on. There's nothing. We're football starved, and the best thing we got is a couple guys out there running around uh, in shorts in OTAs. They look pretty good doing it, don't they, Cody? They look damn good doing it, and you'd be surprised, man. It seems like every year around the time of OTAs, uh, man, we get some clips and some videos coming out that, uh, man, it makes me wish the Panthers football was this Sunday, man. Uh, we have some some great clips to show. And by the way, I didn't forget you, Trill. I see you, man. Trill one ten, Tizzy, Jeff Hodge. We got the whole crew, man. So, uh, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead uh, and queue stuff. up here. You want to talk about how yeah. much we miss the the Panthers and how good they look, ladies in the house, Cody? I know that they did a little something for the ladies recently, and boy, yeah, if it doesn't get the ladies excited, it got me excited. Yeah, uh, I see only the dudes in the chat room oh. right now. But hey, to whoever whoever sees this, whoever may enjoy it, this is for you. I liked it. Take it off! Oh, Take it off! Come on. Come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! Don't be that way! Luke got to go to the damn Panthers. Do you want to see August? <laughs> Come on, dog. Oh, Greg's coming. Oh, right there. Hey, August. August. Yes. Yes. That's Thor. We got a high on three. Here we go. One, two, three. Ah! So anyway, none of boy them that got me excited. Woo, it's hot in here. Not hot in none here. of none of none of them look quite as good as I do with my shirt off, but they're almost there. Uh, and yeah, man, look that that's the morale building right there, man. I mean, they're into it. They're ready for the season, man. I'm into it. Yeah, that 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 gets me pumped up um, in a, in a very strict kind of way, I might say. Uh, but hey, I'm I'm excited. Um, yeah, there's, there's a there's a lot to look forward to in Panthers football. All right, two what things, else can I say? a couple of things stand out to me on that video. If it isn't hot in here, first we are a good looking bunch of men, the Carolina Panthers. But um, number one, did you hear Cam? Uh, did you hear Greg Olson say Christian McCaffrey been yeah. posing for ten <laughs> minutes over there? So Christian McCaffrey has been he's been eating eating up the attention. Or at least uh, Greg Olson's reminding him that the ladies are looking and he is just strutting his stuff, showing off his big muscles. He does look fit, but when you see him in that image beside other very fit individuals, he doesn't look as giant as some of those pictures made him look. But he looked very healthy and ready to roll. The second thing that, uh, that sticks out to me, Cam Newton... He's having fun. He's smiling. He's clapping. He's waving his arms around. He is part of the sh- the scene. He's optimistic. It does not at this point. I know he's not throwing. But right now, I have not seen any evidence that his recovery is going poorly. No, and you know, listen, that man is the leader of our football team. So even if you're not able to be on the field throwing the football, I mean, that guy is the centerpiece of, of everything that you do. 
And it's been that way for a long time, man. People try and knock Cam Newton for his leadership. And I don't know why you would ever do that, man. Cam Newton is getting everybody excited, prepared. Uh, and I do have a feeling before it's all said and done, they're going to have Luke with his shirt off, flexing just like everyone else. Uh, he was even calling out David Tepper on Instagram to come take his shirt off and flex his muscles, although his is more of a financial muscle. But, yeah, man, I mean, this team goes where Cam Newton goes, physically, mentally, everything. Speaking of Cam Newton and his leadership, there is, I saw this on Panthers Reddit, uh, and it was a profile that had re- that was pro- published on Robert Aguayo versus the Yips, and it was a profile done on, remember, the former second-round kicker that the Bucs oh, remember who played for the <laughs> Panthers Bay. or tried out for the Panthers yeah. temporarily. I saw this on Reddit. Someone was talking about this, and they said that Cam Newton, on his first day in the locker rooms, came up to him and said, I, hi, I'm Cam Newton, introduced him to to introduced him to Robert Aguayo, and he said, oh, I know who, and Robert Aguayo said, I'm, I'm Robert Aguayo, and Cam said, Cam said, I know who you are, welcome, man, and then he be- began to walk away, but then he turned back and he said, man, I got to put my two cents in, you just got to get your swagger back and you'll be good, you'll be fine. So uh, at a time, think yeah. about think about this: the time in the season that was. The Panthers were on a losing streak of losing streaks at that point. Cam Newton's battling through a shoulder injury that is ultimately going to derail him, and he is still uh, he's encouraging guys on his team. Um, he is being that's a good locker room. That's a good leader. Cam Newton, things are good. I, I mean, he is the guy that we thought he was. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, and listen, Cam knows about it, too. I mean, after 2015, you have that MVP season. You get hurt at the end of the year. The season doesn't go how you want it to. And, yeah, man, sometimes you just lose your mojo and, and lose, your, lose your rhythm. And Cam Newton's been through it, man. So he's able to talk to some of these players and tell them, hey, man, just – Dust that, dust it off. It's time to get out there and do what you do and play football, man. That's numero uno. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Hodge, thanks for the compliments. He said that the C three Panthers podcast needs to be made the official Panthers podcast. Uh, calling for them to do a little bit uh, more groundwork on on the Panthers home app when it comes to podcasts. I tell you this, one day, that's what I thought is that one day I think it'd be smart if the team bought even their fan media. Like, if they paid me, I would be nothing but, like, hey, man, everything dude, is fantastic dude. in Carolina Pantherland. Totally <laughs> done. Let's, let's, let's dream together, man. One day, you and I are employed by the Panthers, and we're doing this for the Carolina Panthers. I'm so down, man. Yeah, I'm ready yeah. to do it. I mean, what's the problem? Fan, own your fan media, right? Um, yeah. I'll, I'll sell out. I'll sell out for you. No. Yeah, for sure. uh, give us and, access. What I think it would be, I do think it would be cool is that if you uh, gave some fans some kind of access and then didn't put yeah. rules on them and also didn't ask them to be journalists. But, like, let's have – I mean, why not? It's about fans. I think that would be cool. I, Buy us out. Buy us out. We're cheap. We're cheap. No, um, see what else I want to yeah. talk about. OTAs, though – 
OTAs have been going on. The reason for today's topic or the name of the show was um, Dazzles because, well, that's not the whole name of the show, but Samuels and Dante Action Jackson dazzled a little bit today. You got, why don't we go ahead and pull up the Jackson clip? Fast, speedy, a guy that uh, had a remarkable rookie season, Dante Jackson. A lot of excitement surrounding him. A lot of ability. And look at this. He got a little Woo! Odell in him. Woo! I mean, he does come from LSU. You know, there's that something to be head. said that he yeah, could... Right could he be... Can he be an elite corner? Hell, yes, he can. And, you know, he was on his way to doing just that at the end of the season. And, you know, this is part of the reason, not to go off the rails here, but, uh, you know, publications like PFF, people read PFF numbers and think that's the be-all, end-all. But, really, PFF a lot of times does lack a lot of uh, context. And they graded Dante Jackson uh, pretty bad at the end of the year last year. But it was apparent to anyone that watched him he was an incredible football player in his first year, four interceptions. I mean, the guy, look at that, the, how he moves his hips, that change of direction, the ability to mirror the receiver in front of you and be right in their pocket. Dude, that's next level. That's real athleticism. All right, and so he has a mind for the football. What I, I think the concerns, if there are concerns, the question I put this out to the audience too is: Will can Dante Jackson become an elite corner? Right now, exciting speed, right? But a little slight of build. The question I don't think has to do with his athleticism and his ability, and I don't think there are any questions with him in his commitment to the game. But I think right now that the only thing that could get in the way of him becoming potentially the best cornerback in Panther history. Like he has, I think the skill set to do this is that himself, Absolutely. like himself, like that's the only thing is that will he commit to becoming like a student of the game? He may already be for all we know, because tell me this, Cody, have you seen a player in the Panthers secondary your entire time of being a Panthers fan who showed that much promise in his rookie season? No, I, I really have not. I mean, even Josh Norman uh, turned it on later in his career. Um, and, and even then, he never had the high-end athleticism that Dante Jackson has, the ability to play football like that. Uh, Dante Jackson, in my opinion, is the future of the NFL. When you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes and Eric Rogers and Deshaun Watson, and they're just throwing bombs down the field. I'm a firm believer in press man coverage. And that's what Dante Jackson does. Whereas Josh Norman was more of a zone corner. Um, and I, I just feel that uh, a dominant press man corner in today's NFL, man, that's an asset on your football team. And Dante Jackson probably has the potential to be the best at doing specifically that that maybe the Panthers have ever had. And it has the bravado. I mean, what could you not want in Dante Jackson? 
Well, you know, as the last uh, player in our secondary with that kind of uh, those elite traits was a Chris Gamble. And Chris Gamble had moments, yeah. too, where a lot of people at first questioned his commitment to the game. From what I remember, though, Chris Gamble was a bigger, a little bit bigger of a guy. Um, Dante Jackson is exciting. He could be... Yeah. In many ways, I'm just seeing some things, and maybe this is my endless optimism. But I've been, I've been thinking about this, Cody. Is we haven't talked about him in the off season a lot. You know, our attention has been focused so much on the Panthers' pass rush, some of the limitations we have, some of the guys that are departing. Are we changing defense? These things, and, and somewhat of uncertainty. But what I am probably, what I think I'm most certain is is that Dante Jackson could be the most talented player in our secondary. And that's saying something given Eric Reed. Show us the box jump video. Show us what Eric Reed's back there. I think there might be more talent in this secondary than we have given credit for ever. Actually, I think this might be the best. Look, I don't know. One more time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact measurements of how tall that is, but that's a tall jump, man. That that's that's hard to do, right there. I'm hoping that it replays on the YouTube video. I see it replaying for me, but not all the time on the YouTube video. Um, so so sometimes I'll back out of it and get back into it. But yeah, but yeah, listen, man. Eric Reed has that high end athleticism, um, uh, and uh, yeah, you're right. Dude, he Tony, made that I mean, look easy. He glid. He, like he the last six inches. He glided. He was still. Yeah. The ascent was too easy there. He could have done six more inches. Now, what, that's what I'm actually thinking of. I see Dante Jackson working over there. I think his and as Underground West described, he has that it factor. When I see Dante Jackson. And I think about potential. Now, you guys are going to go crazy because I'm going to say a Hall of Famer's name, but the bravado, the and and not to the extent of the person I'm going to name, but the speed, the speed and the it factor, Deion Sanders, baby. Now, Deion was a lot tall. You know, he's a different, he was of a different strength. Like, I mean, he's that fast. Deion's running Dante Jackson speed. And he was probably over six foot. Let's see what is what was Dion Jackson. Let's see what he is. Probably about six. six well, I, I know Dante is five ten, uh, and then I think. Hmm, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to say Dion but, Jackson. Uh, Hold on. Why did I say Dion Jackson? Is that's a what? What's what's who am I thinking of? Dion. Sanders. Uh, Dion Sanders. Why did I say Dion Jackson? Because I said Dante Jackson. I was putting, <laughs> I was putting both of them yeah, together. Prime I thought, yeah, prime yeah. time. So let's see. Prime time was how how tall was he? Sitting there going crazy. Like what what kind of people think I'm retarded out there? I should say that. He was only six, he who was was six foot. The, uh, six foot. Who was the, the shutdown corner that played for the Jets for all those years and then he went to the Patriots? Everyone, he was like the best corner in football yeah, for a number was, of years. Um, hold on. Why'd you ask me his name? Chat room, get on it. He was related to... That, that's who he reminds me of a little bit. 
Uh, think he's uh, kind of similar, similar body types. God, what was his name? What was his name? Come on, chat room, help us out. Yeah, Daryl Rivas. Ten Tizzy got it. Daryl Rivas. Rivas. Yeah, I, I think I see like Dion. Man, Primetime was all about the glitz, the glamour, taking it to the house. Could hang with anybody. Um, Dion Sanders, Primetime. That's the excitement that could be there if we get yeah. Dante Jackson exploding. I would love to see that. You know who else right, is right now. I have more I have more faith that he has better potential to be a true number one shutdown corner than Bradbury. Uh, and Bradbury, you know, there are a lot of detractors from Bradbury. I don't think his is bad as people have made him out to be. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel he has the upper level that Dante Jackson does. It's Darrell Rivas. Darrell. Darrell Reeves. He was, yeah, yeah, and talk about what he was great at. You know, he's even better than at football was negotiating contracts. He bet on himself. One of the things I liked about Darrell Reeves was that he signed short deals and he was ready to, like, he wanted to raise his own ceiling. He gambled on himself a lot in a way that some other players were concerned to do at the time. I really think he set kind of the tone and the pattern for what um, some of the players who have made some of the most money have done since then. Now, talk about another exciting player and fast player. Curtis Samuel, ooh, and on, laying out for the catch. Every time he falls down, I'm like, please get up. Don't be hurt. I'm, I mean, My, my this, former love, Demir Bird, got hurt every time he fell down. Listen, no pun intended, because I know my man had some problems, but this makes my heart flutter. Oh, God. I mean, this right here, this right here is special. Just laying out, Whoop. going to get the football. That's what Curtis Samuel does, baby. Listen, I'm a fan of DJ Moore. Uh, I, I think DJ Moore has a lot of potential. I'm telling you, man, right now, I, I, I genuinely believe that Curtis Samuel has the potential uh, to be the best wide receiver on our football team, man. I am on Team Samuel. Uh, I, I'm telling you, he has an incredible upside. Think of what Ted Ginn was able to do in 2015 for the Panthers. I mean, he represents that kind of threat and then some. Curtis Samuel, his upside is limitless. Oh, gosh. Hold on. I got to play this. Is Ted Ginn Jr. still talking? Oh, yeah. He's putting on a race. Yeah. So, I I think Dante Jackson could be in that. Curtis Samuel could be on that. Yeah. Um, Demir Bird can be in that. There's a lot of fast people. But let's see. What does Ted Ginn say? Ted Ginn uh, says something that he will race anybody for $10,000. Yeah, they're doing a, a competition. Uh, they're doing a race. We have so, some fast no, players on our team. We got some fast players. DJ Moore's pretty quick. Yeah, but Samuel and Dante Jackson have elite level. Who do you think is faster, Samuel or Dante Jackson? Uh, they ran the same time. They both ran a 4-3-1. So, uh, but then Dante pulled up a little bit. Uh, so... 
I, I don't know. I, I might say Dante might be the fastest player on our team right now. Uh, he was trying to break the, the all-time 40-time combine record. Uh, he was just short of it. They ran a 4-3-1, but so did Samuel. I mean, we have some speedsters on our team right now. We are definitely a, a changing team. And, and to speak on that a little bit, let's, sure. let's talk about this. Is As we see these OTAs unfold, Cody, some of the talk at this point has been or a lot of talk has been about the defense we've speculated about the shifts that we've been making in a 3-4 defense and we continue to hear things about the Panthers adapting to this new NFL uh, which is strange to me but I think what we're seeing is that what was rumored as some just minor changes at first or some changes has been a philosophical overhaul when it comes to the defense. Cody, let's go ahead and put up the 3-4 defense clip. It's just a, a tweet that I saw from Joe Person today. And Joe Person, uh, he said, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera still hasn't said the Panthers primarily a 3-4 three-man front, but he strongly suggested it today when he referenced making the move to a little bit of a 3-4 base. Now, this conver- so we've seen suggestions of this when it comes to moves in free agency, the addition of Bruce Irvin. You saw, you wondered about some of the talent on the team already, whether it be a Marquise Haynes, whether it be a Mario Addison, were they better suited for that different front? And then the Panthers go out and get Brian Burns, Christian Miller, and now everything we see they let the all the linebackers the traditional type linebackers walk it's luke keekley and Shaq, and then i think we are making the full cell change a complete change to a 3-4 defense and then it goes on and jordan rodrigue then tells us to whoa slow your roll there's she says this she quote retweeted joe person and she said there's going to be a lot of three down linemen. Sometimes there will be four down linemen and nickel, but because they want to be as multiple as possible, even the definition of a base is a bit restrictive. They've been okay with being restrictive on offense, on defense, no more. Jordan Rodriguez is bought 100% into the coach speak, and I'm telling you this, it is not that complicated, Jordan. Joe Person is right here. The Panthers' defense is gone to a 3-4 defense. It's plain and simple, and don't give me this nonsense about, well, of course, they're going to play nickel. Well, of course, 3-4 defenses play nickel, too. So do they put four down linemen down. This defense will look like a lot. In my, I was looking at Pittsburgh Steeler tape going back when they played the Panthers that's what this defense is going to be. And you're not going to say the Steelers aren't a 3-4 defense. It's more complicated than that. They're a 3-4 defense. Well, let me – okay. Let me, well, first, let me do this. Joe Rialano is on the show tonight. Joe Rialano, ladies and gentlemen, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm doing real well. We're to me up in the hizzy tonight. Welcome to the house. Awesome, Joe. man. We're, 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 we're happy to have you on Tuesday night, man. Um, but uh, one of the things I do want to say is I disagree with you, Tony Dunn. I think Jordan has to be right. And let me tell you why. 
because there is literally the the difference between a four three and a three four is pointless if the whole reason why you're doing things differently is because you don't want to know or you don't want the opposing offenses to know where you're rushing from and and what you're going to do uh you know down in and down out they want to be able to confuse the offense and provide them different looks and i think if you went to a primary three four I mean, even though we've drafted the people to do it, I, I mean, I still think it benefits us to be able to use, you know, people like F.A. Obata and Mario Addison as a five tech in a four three defense. I really do feel that this isn't going to be a permanent every down thing. They want to be able to switch it up and, and throw different things at them. And I'm hoping that that Ron Rivera uh, stays true to his word and that that's what we're going to do. Otherwise, I'm not sure that it's going to be a very successful venture if that's what we did all the time. I don't think we'll do it all. I don't think we'll do it all the time. I think what we're going to experience is uh, running the 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 3-4 a lot, but we will also incorporate a 3-3-5 on passing downs. We won't necessarily go to a four-down uh, situa- a four down lineman situation. We may stay with a three three five. So I think you'll see a little bit more of that, and that may be where um, you'll notice the bigger difference. That I'm hoping you'll see so. more three three five. I'm telling you, this is going to look significantly different from what we have ever seen as Panther fans going back. I'm telling you this. As I watch the game for the, the, go back and watch week 10 versus, well, it's week 10, but it was like our week eight or week nine because we had a bye week at that point where we fell off the rails when the Steelers game. That defense, Mm -hmm. they, they went out there, they gave three, down lineman looks they gave four in uh in a couple of short yardage situations where where they were fourth and one situation they went to something that looked a little bit more traditional of what we did but i'm telling you their defensive ends were standing up and the whole time even when they were crowding the line and they ran the nickel a ton what i saw was this Mm -hmm. is like joe said there was three three five but that third linebacker is barely a linebacker in that system there. He is yeah. crashing on that passing down. And then you have five corners out there. I say you're going to see Luke Keekley. You're going to see Shaq Thompson in the middle. You're going to see us in nickel a lot when they're in passing downs. And then we're going to be crashing with that third linebacker. It's going to look different. And I am against what I think is this is to be like, oh, it's so nuanced. It's concentric circles and it's not one or the other and this and that. No, you look at it and I tell you what it's how about this? It might not. You might not be able to call the three, four, the base defense, but you sure as hell won't be able to call it a four, three. No, yeah. I mean, and in the end, does it matter? I mean, I'm I'm just of the mindset that you know, if we're able to do a number of different things, so look, I mean, look at it this way: F.A. Obada, who's still going to be on the football team, who I think is going to make the roster, isn't going to be on the roster as, as an outside linebacker. They're going to want him as a as a four three defensive end. 
right now we're in a good They're just going to want him as a defensive end. That's the thing, is that he might be standing up. He could put it. In a 4-3, though. I don't, I don't think she put him standing up. They put, when you go back and watch the Steelers film, is all, like, half the time they're standing up, even when they're all four of them are on the line, two of them are standing up. But you up. think we're trying to be the Steelers? Yes. Like, on defense? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, similar. Yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah, is I mean, that, yeah, look, they have Bud Dupree. They count one of their linebackers as Bud Dupree. The guy's 269 pounds. And they call mm-hmm. him a linebacker. Yeah. And all they do is yeah. does is stand up and rush at a quarterback. That's what he does. He right. runs. He's a defensive end who is – what I think is this, is that I just feel that the Panthers are going to a 3-4 and that whenever it is a passing down where the offense has the advantage, they're going to be in nickel. And whenever the defense has the slight advantage that is down and distance advantage three and long, longer – they're going to crash an extra linebacker, and and that guy is not going to be Thomas Davis anymore. It's Bruce Irving. It's uh, Brian Burns. These guys, is that it's going to be a lot more oriented, I think, at stopping the pass and sacking the quarterback. Man, stopping the pass by getting to the quarterback. Yes. I don't know. I think, Cody, I think you have a point with F.A. Obama. You're going to see a four-man front in, like, fourth and a yard and a half, like you said, Tony, in the Steelers game when they played the Panthers last year. Yeah. You'll see the defensive men come in and line up in a, as part of a four-man front on a short yardage situation. Maybe even, like, third and two. I'm third and two, where you think that... Men. Sorry, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, yes, or or those situations, I think there are. You watched the Steelers tape, and there were times that they had four men with their hand in the dirt. Um, And there were, but most of the time, I tell you this, is that I just don't feel that this commitment has been an impartiality, just in part. It really seems like the Panthers are destined at this point for a really significant change on defense. And I don't want to hear this is that it's the evolution of the NFL and we have to blend and blend and blend. The person who doesn't evolve, and I don't trust the words evolution in his mouth, is Ron Rivera. He tried to give us the evolution (laughs) line forever. Is that this, this is going to a defense that just tends to work better in this NFL with the type of talent that's coming out of college. The linemen that are coming out of college tend to thrive in that system a little bit more. I mean, uh, that is true. I do think that, uh, you know, three to four tends to be the trend. But um, there's still a lot of successful uh, four or three teams. And and like I said, the ability to to switch up our rush and and not be so predictable on defense. I mean, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. taking Ron Rivera at, at his word. Um, I, and, and think of it this way. We've been a 4-3 for so long, our players damn near have it ingrained in their brains on how to pass rush from a 4-3. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's really kind of – if you're not going to have four down linemen at some point in time when that's what they've been doing for, you know, however long they've been in Carolina, you know, it, it's it's almost, uh, uh, you know, a bad idea to not use them in that area 
especially when they're so used to it. You then trying to on tell, other we're down, not going to start FA downs, about it. You have different, no, no, I, don't, no, no, well, no, no, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But then you have different packages with people like, you know, um, uh, Brian Burns and Christian Miller coming in, uh, Bruce Irvin for the versatility. I, I just, I feel we have the personality that if we stuck to one over the other, and that's just being lazy and conforming to the fads of the time rather than trying to do something new and dynamic, which is what I genuinely hope that we are doing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we have the personnel to run a lot of four three anymore. And and I, I would know, even say at linebacker too. There's no doubt. We will definitely see it. Um and at the same time we may not be done with acquisitions. You know, if we I don't know if we got to that, maybe I'm jumping the ground, but just looking at McCoy. What would um, he do he, to the defense? I think he'd play uh, defensive end in the four three, right? I don't think uh, he's a he, he played de- he played defensive tackle though. Yeah, he played, yeah. Uh, he played in a four three. In, in a four three, but if uh, he over could here, be a defensive end McCoy, in a three four. In a yeah, in a right. three four playing the three tech. So imagine Poe in the middle, K one on one side. Gerald McCoy, oh, yeah, McCoy yeah. on the other side. Then yeah. hold on, we're not done. Then let's put Brian Burns <laughs> as outside linebacker. Then let's put Christian Miller or Bruce Irvin on the other side, and let's beat the shit out of the quarterback, man. That's what mm. I'm saying. I'm I'm down for Pretty that. Mean, man. I Pretty think he's really going to be too expensive. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think we'll get him. But if if we had, if we could, man, the things that could happen. Yeah, I'd like to see him. I, I'm excited about the, shi- uh, the shift. And I think that it's going to be um, a breath of fresh air to our defense. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's going to work and play towards this NFL a lot that is getting the ball out quick. Uh, I mm-hmm. like that the athletes and how they look at it in the three. Look, we have always struggled against three, four defenses. Our own offense has always struggled mm-hmm. against three four. And so it was it was so rare that you play a three four defense. It really was. I mean, everyone ran a four three for the most part. Save a couple of teams. So yeah, you don't really see it. So you are you know it's a whole another ball game when you have to play against it. I do think. Look, is that I, I think that my gear grinding with Jordan in this case, Jordan Rodriguez. It's not that it was grinding gears. I was eating. Is that I do think at some point too, that when you're trying to be the reporter and the objective one, the good one, that you can play it too conservative when we just, I think is look, Ron Rivera is feeding us these kind of lines. Like, you know, Oh, don't expect too much. You know, we're just do whatever is the best situation. But we've never done anything like this in the past. Even And let's not act like those couple of times we did it last year was us mixing it in. It was just a sprinkle. Well, this is going to be a featured ingredient now in our defense. And right. um, and Ron Rivera has had experience with this defense in the past. It's just a commitment from us. It's a commitment to a new type of defense. 
I agree 100%. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready for it. That doing something new, uh, you know, being able to, like I said many times before, um, rush the quarterback from multiple different positions. I, I think that's needed for us, man. You know, and then you, and then think about how it benefits Luke. And they, they, not not to jump the gun, but they put an article uh, about that today on how Luke does in a uh, in a three four alignment and whether if he benefits or not and i didn't read it yet but i personally feel like now you know you have him in different positions they don't know what luke is doing where he's going what he's mm-hmm. doing with the football you know that that's exciting and it opens up a new facet to uh you know one of the best players that has ever been in a carolina panther jersey uh, by the way, just a little tidbit of what he's been doing uh, at OTAs. Grabbing interceptions like it's nothing. Like number 59 does. I'm, 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 I'm ready for it, man. I, I feel it'll be a, a fun defense to watch. I like the idea of the three four defense, and, and we'll get off of it in just a second. I just talk the, what I like about it in this case is that I think sometimes in the traditional defense, you ask the linebackers, it's hard to get linebackers enough of them that are good to, and I know it sounds, that sounds crazy because in a three, four defense, you're putting more linebackers, but I barely count those guys as linebackers. Colin Bud Dupree is a linebacker to me. Colin Bruce Irvin, a linebacker to me is not who I think of when I think of a linebacker. You know, and, and that has no, not been the right. Thomas Davis, For the sure. Luke Keekley, the Will Witherspoons, the who was uh who was the Dan Morgans. Those are not those types of players. I think that the defensive ends too, the guys that are coming out, and the fact that we have this stupid um or we have this like claim now, we call them edge rushers. Like they're not defensive end defensive ends, they're just like edge guys. To me, is that that's like they're barely defensive ends in that case. <laughs> so I feel yeah. like this is that we've got two guys on our team who can be real linebackers. I don't know if we've got the athletes and the horses to ask a linebacker to keep up with a slot receiver from another team. No, and th- that's not the matchup that that you would want. I mean, right. generally, uh, well, but it happens. It would happen if you trot three line, tr- three kind of traditional, yeah. the inside, the outside, the inside linebacker, this middle and the, those traditional ones, they get put in those roles at times. But I think what you're going to see is this, is that when we th- really think they're passing, we're going to have a lot of corners out there and we're going to have a, mm-hmm. a linebacker who really is a defensive end rushing the quarterback every time. And then, and then to what Joey was saying, um, you know, you put uh, put a three three five, and then you have five defensive backs. You can have Eric Reed, uh, Rashawn Golden, Dante Jackson, Bradbury on the field at the same time, and and really, you know, you're you're betting on being able to hit the quarterback and being able to take the ball away. Put your uh, give your defensive backs the opportunity to make a play on the football and, and take the ball away and and get those highly coveted interceptions and uh, I feel we're in a good position to try and do that Joey I saw this is and I'm, I'm gonna turn the mic to Joey on this one because Joey was the first person to say this uh, in last season he said that the Panthers defense looked old 
Well, Joey, Greg Olson is the oldest player on the Panthers right now. Can you believe that? The oldest player is Greg Olson. What is he, 34 maybe? Yeah, I think that's right. So, now that you hear that, I th- I do think we have a strong enough core with Cam, Luke, and Short. But this team uh, is, is are they going to be too young? I don't have that sense, Joey. I feel like we're in kind of in a good spot of a lot of professionals and rookies who have some guys that they're young enough to relate to. What do you think about the composition of this roster and how it's starting to change? Uh, And then we're going to talk a little bit about skill positions. Well, this is something that needed to happen a couple years ago, probably. Um, we, We needed to get younger. We needed to get... Uh, better players on the field for less money as well um, in some in some circumstances but um, we made some good moves um, I mean I'm really been pleased with Herney since he's been back but um, yeah there were some changes that needed to be made um, and, and they were made I think we took a really a, a different perspective then uh, when Gentleman was here, we looked, I heard he looked at the team much different. And, um, you know, he's making the right changes. We're going to be potentially, we could be good for the next couple of years. Like, I mean, like serious contenders for the next uh, two, three, maybe four years. You're talking about the old hat on the team in the defense is Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. The old hat, Cody, is Eric Reed, 27 years old. Those are the guys with some of the most experience on the team. Dontari Poe might be the oldest defensive player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have Kyle a Kyle Love. Right I bet you now, it's Kyle but, Love. Um, I bet you it's Kyle Love, Dontari Poe. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, hey, man, age is just a number, dude. You're only as old as you That's a lie. That's, that's, what, that's, that's, that's what they say, man. I tell you this. You know, my ass is old. Age is just a number. Older. <laughs> man, I got out there. And, I, I was at the pool with my kids. Yeah, that was huffing and puffing, man. Don't worry. Is it? But we are, I would say this, though. Time to do some yoga, Tony. No, yeah, definitely. True that. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's so dramatically, it's such a shift. Is that we didn't just we went get from being the oldest team in the division to maybe the youngest? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joseph Broach says Greg Oldson. <laughs> Silly. Silly. Uh, I see uh, what you did there. I see what you did. Um, there were no, some. No. no, I do think is that to me, there's some excite. There's some. Un- there's so much uncertainty, but I like. I love the idea now of guys that we. You know, we're going to wait to see what star is uncovered on the team, not what star is dimming. Oh, right. or, you know, or the, the one, right. can we get one more season? Is I'm excited. That's why I think we, that's why we had that conversation about Dante Jackson and, and the excitement that he could potentially offer, like Deion Sanders, like prime time. Like we could have a, I'm not saying he's going to be that, but we haven't had a time. I felt like in a while where we had guys on the team other than Cam Newton 
and Luke Keekley who were who could be there. Hope Springs Eternal. Yeah, this is the time for that. Now, speaking of Hope Springs and not hope, bad news at this point. Not really bad. We don't know anything. Is but Ian Thomas and Tori Smith have not participated in OTA so far. Cam still isn't throwing. So all of this Hope Springs Eternal is all also dependent upon the health uh, and and this team. Ian Thomas, another young player that showed a lot of potential in one season. Now let's get a couple of seasons under our belts before we start christening people great. Tory Smith, though, if you, you better hope he's not a guy that has an injury lingering in training camp. That would be the that would be an easy way for the Panthers to say if you're on the bubble. <laughs> We need to save $5 million, and it's not because of your injury, but that is contributing to our concern. So uh, I'm on Twitter just now, and uh, Tori Smith, I don't know when when you put it out, but you put out a, uh, a tweet. Uh, it's a picture of himself, and it says, Decisions, Decisions. And nice. I don't know what uh, – yeah, it was uh, from 5, 5.58 p.m. today. Um, I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, if he's looking to go, go somewhere else. Let's speculate wildly and say he can retire. Maybe he's thinking about retiring. He's too young. Maybe so. I mean, I mean, listen, me and Tony have been back and forth on this. I don't feel that uh, Tory Smith has a great deal of value to our team, especially at no. the price point. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that we have uh, younger better receivers on the football team that can pick up the slack and you know he just didn't do a lot for us last year granted newton uh cam had his shoulder injured but i mean at, at the end of the day other receivers on the team had better numbers than he did so i don't i don't really know what role tory smith has with the football team right now Joey, this he this isn't decisions, decisions, and my man's talking about if he wants Thai food or if he no. wants Italian food. Right. He's got a picture up. It's him in his football regalia. Yeah. I mean, not regalia. He's in his Panther, Panthers uniform. He's fully dressed in a Panthers uniform with his helmet on. He, yes, he's expressing his torment. Of trying to make a decision whether or not to retire. Oh, it's God. It's on his Maybe the comments are hilarious. Gonna, let's by see. The way. Let's see. What, what are they saying? No, what would you decide? Would you do tra- Thai or Italian tonight? Uh, me personally, I'm probably going for Italian. Okay. Although, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'll, I, I'll, I'll jump off the deep end and say Mexican. Throw a curveball and just pick. I had time for lunch, so I had time for lunch. So, uh, Anjali, if you're from uh, Greenville, that killer seven dollar seven ninety five lunch special was bomb diggity today. Uh, but I'm Italian, Joey. I eat Italian every day. <laughs> you know what we had yesterday? You, are- you know what the wife and I had on a we were we had nothing in the house. Except for I had uh, some peppers and some onions and some Italian sausage. We had made like they make it like a New York ball, like in New Jersey, with the peppers and the sausage. Yeah, straight with the mustard. We made that. That was our lunch. Talk about that. That's how you eat well at the. Well, I don't have a last name. My mom, my my name should be Pansini, but I got a great dad and Vernon Dunn who adopted me. Appreciate that, my friend. But look, 
Um, decisions, decisions. What else could he? What are they talking about in the chat room? Well, and I mean, pretty much. Uh, I mean, everybody's kind of. What could his decisions be? Uh, what, what could his decisions be? Uh, uh, underground West, uh, I'm on. I'm on his side. Save money and let Torrent go. I mean, listen. What is he providing at five million dollars that we mm-hmm. don't have? And another guy on the football team, and we just drafted a guy uh, in uh, Terry Godwin uh, from Georgia, and we have Chris Hogan, and we have Jarius Wright on the football team. I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I'm if, if, especially if he's hesitant about it, and his body still isn't well enough. To be able to go, I mean, come on, you know, we're kind of delaying the inevitable from my, from my perspective. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm all for him retiring. I don't think he. I was not excited when we picked him up. I was not excited when I saw him on the field. Um, I suppose he was a positive factor in the locker room, but other than that, let's get a. Uh, Psychologist or psychiatrist come in, come in, pay her, you know, eighty thousand a year to be that positive influence in the locker room. Yeah, dude, that uh, doesn't that does not wear on your cap, uh, your, your salary cap, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. You're exactly. You, I um, do agree with that. Is that it? Kind of. You remember Jason Avant? Uh, Avant to yeah. catch the ball, the best uh, music, the best song. In football history, go go Google. If you want to have an enjoyable night, go Google. Jason Avant has great hands. And uh, mm. Jason Avant is a football savant. He was fantastic. You know what? We had a lot of stuff like that. Great locker room guy. Holds the prayer meetings. The cri- But at the same time, he didn't offer anything to the team by that point. Like, he could barely even move. Now, I'm not saying Torrey Smith is at that point. But I think that decisions, decisions... As we before we had a Chris Hogan here, I think that this what we could be seeing is tomorrow. The uh, maybe it maybe it's as soon as tomorrow. Maybe it's not his decision. Maybe his decision not to retire or to keep playing, but decisions on what team, what city he's going to have to go move to to get his next job. Because there could be a chance that he didn't practice in OTAs. This is a convenient time to move on from Tory Smith. And boy, if we move on from Torrey Smith, really one of the least impressive stories of a veteran guy coming to the team. Definitely not the Jericho Cotri story he was hoping for. No. God, he's he's gonna carry Jericho's jock strap. With the contribution he made here, I mean. All right. All right. Um Cody, what did you say so speaking of wide receiver? What were your uh, What were your thoughts? You said let's talk a little bit about skill positions. What are your thoughts right now? When we're first, what do you classify as a skill position? Because I only got one skill, and that skill is Cam Newton. No, nah. um, what do you? I mean, defensive end. Do you call a defensive end a skill position? Um, no. So in my mind, the skill position are your wide receivers, um, running backs, and defensive backs. So your safeties and Safety's in your corners. And we've already talked about it a little bit, but from my perspective, um, you know, I, I've always felt that, you know, when the Panthers are at their best, 
the the things that are best on the football team is the offensive line and the defensive line and Cam Newton is on a roll. And really it's not even so much the offensive line as it is the defensive line. Cam making a lot of magic with, you know, some okay talent in front of them, um, depending on what season you're talking about. But, you know, normally the, the defensive back position and our receivers, they're just kind of placeholders and guys that are meant to do the job, you know, uh, fit the role and kind of, um, you know, give what they're taking. But I feel that this team right now, with the talent that we have set up, man, we have a, have potential to have one of the best receiving and defensive backfield lineups that we've had in a long time. Eric Reed and Dante Jackson, uh, James and Bradbury. Bradbury. The to, fact is Bradbury could be a tremendous number two. That's important too. Trying to earn a brand new contract. I mean, this is his year to show what he's up and, and, and what, what he's made of. So, um, uh, yeah, our, that has the potential to be one of the, the largest storylines moving into 2019 for us, in my opinion. When I look at those positions, I tell you in the past, we have heard over and over a, a, a staff, a coaching staff, and a management that has always diminished that value and told us that that was always a flash that was overrated. Right now, there's a, a lot of, there's an explosiveness and an excitement at certain positions. Wide receiver, I have the utmost confidence that DJ Moore. While everybody's excited about Curtis Samuel, I think DJ Moore ceiling is is so high. He's the guy that I'm ready to see develop into um, just an explosive player. But you've got Christian McCaffrey there alongside of Cam Newton. Joey, how long have I said this? Is that you've just asked Cam uh, Cam Newton to make magic, man? That when it came to his receivers. He had to put the money, he had to put the ball right on the dime. What Christian McCaffrey brought to the team and maybe what DJ Samuel and Curtis, I mean DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel can be is a guy that you just get the ball. We haven't had playmakers, man, on offense. And right now, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel could be one. Seems like he is one. DJ Moore seems like he is one. And um, McCaffrey is one. It's a good fit. I don't know. When was the last time we felt this way, Joey, about some of the offensive talent we have? Oh, God. Steve Smith and Jake DeLone yeah, I mean, before his arm fell off. That's one player. Yeah. Two players. Um, I don't know that we've ever felt we had so many on offense. I know we have. Well, Mr. Muhammad, Steve Smith, uh, Jake DeLone, yeah. There have been times, but they've been few and far between, for sure. And that was a long time and, ago. And I don't know to this level either, but um, we definitely have the playmakers, God. We just need to be able to give Cam the time to get them the ball. And one of the biggest problems we, we experienced last year was no deep threat. And not being able to chunk that ball 35, 40 yards downfield really allows that defense to, to play tight. And, and if I may kind of uh, 
if I may piggyback on what you just said, Joe, I also think that Curtis Samuel, and hey, I'll even give you Tory Smith, that, you know, Curtis Samuel and Tory Smith might have had a better year last year, and they probably would have had a better year last year if Cam Newton mm-hmm. could throw the ball deep. If, if, uh, if we did have that ability to, you know, throw the bomb down the field, and that was something that was completely missing from our offense. And, in fact, uh, in the last game of the season, Kyle Allen throws a bomb to Curtis Samuel right in front of the end zone, and you're starting to see, you know, what kind of uh, asset Samuel can be stretching defenses vertically. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's why I'm so excited about um, uh, Curtis Samuel and, for that matter, DJ Moore. I mean, if they yeah. turn it on, if they turn turn it on this season and Cam Newton is healthy, man, we might have a dynamic tandem on our hands, man. Stackhouse mentality says Curtis Samuel is better than DJ Moore. I wish I would stop sleeping on him. And he goes on to say Curtis He's my favorite right faster runs faster route uh runs faster better routes and has yak uh dj good but now besides cmc curtis samuel is our best receiver you know i mean i i i think people are sleeping on dj more personally I, I think that we are excited about curtis samuel i think we've all been optimistic about what he could Absolutely. be um i think that dj more uh, is that here? Is that this? Is that if Curtis Samuel is and stays the better receiver than DJ Moore, that's going to be some good damn news because I think DJ Moore, I think people are sleeping on him. I think he's going to come out. He has some. He's a. He's going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to be a limited player. And I hope Curtis Samuel is all of that and a bag of Doritos because Christian McCaffrey is. And you start putting some. If it can just click. We need to get a couple of them clicking together at the same time, and and it could just be electric. I could yeah. see that, and and I there is at least when I start thinking about the team that we have and the ceiling that they have, it just seems like the ceiling yeah. is a lot higher than we've had in the past. In the past, absolutely. I think that is definitely the case, um, but you know, it all boils down to this. There's one. Well, not so giant, but there's really, really a bright, bright spotlight focused on that right shoulder of Sam Newton. Yep. If that thing is good, if it is good, all I can say to the rest of the league is watch out because the Panthers are going to be a contender. Yeah, their offense under Norv Turner with those guys who have seen who have gotten a taste of success a little bit. If Cam Newton, we know what he can be. We know it. We know actually we don't know what Cam Newton can be because we haven't even seen the best of Cam Newton just yet as long mm-hmm. as that shoulder is all right. But we've seen enough from Cam Newton and now we're starting to get excited about other positions. And while everything rests on Cam's shoulder, it doesn't rest on his shoulders as much as potentially it has in the past offensively. And then you add some protection and a commitment that the Panthers have made to uh, bolstering that line. I- I'm even optimistic about the damn offensive line, Joey. When yeah. was the last time we said we had a, we were like, I'm ready to see this line play. 
I'm ready to see this line play. That's for damn sure, man. Listen, we talked about it before. If you put, uh, you know, Greg Little at left tackle, Daryl Williams at left guard, we have Paradis at center, Trey Turner at uh, at uh, right guard, and uh, Taylor Moten at right tackle. Shit, come you on, know, man. That's the- that has the potential to be nasty, man. That's the real offensive line. You said the name that has gone under the radar. We've talked a lot about him on the show. People have talked about him in the free agency point. But Paradis, what we need to know, that's the question. You want to ask Grill Bill the question on Friday yeah. or whatever, is how is, is Paradis out there? Is he moving I heard, Okay. I heard he's, I don't think he's participating yet. At least not in all the drills. No, no, I don't think that yet. I did hear a clip of an interview somebody did with him. And he said that um, the, the rehab is coming along perfect. That he's right on schedule, and you know everything is going as good as he could have wanted it to. We heard that stupid so ass shit news. from Matt Khalil though too. Matt Khalil going and disappointing other teams. Poor Deshaun Jackson. That man. For well, all I- them saying that they care about that guy and they want to build around him. Uh, don't put Matt Khalil. It's like saying we want to build around you, and you went and got D- Mike Rimmers. Mm. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna kill my man Deshaun Watson over there, which is sad because which is sad because we've seen what happens when you have an incredible talent at the quarterback position and you don't put enough protection in front of them. Uh, yeah, it doesn't turn out well. But um, yeah, Matt Khalil was a farce. Like I said, after we drafted Greg Little, man, you know, uh, we haven't had a stalwart left tackle to protect that blind side since Jordan Gross. Ever since then, it's been a revolving door year after year, of which Michael I would say we haven't had a stalwart, period. Trey Turner has been... Uh, You mean at left tackle or just on the offensive line? On the offensive line, if, oh, and I, I know you're going to say Ryan Khalil, but look, is that Ryan no, Khalil? And Andrew, and Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner. That was one that... Hmm. Andrew Norwell was good for a while. Two I, years. I'm still upset. Two years. Him. Two oh. years. Oh, Andrew Norwell is one of the best in the, in the NFL, in my opinion. But no, Norwell is the best in the NFL, I think. Wow. Yeah, but he was not thing. here but for two he didn't start for two but two years, dude. He did. For, around, yeah, for around three years. Yeah. He was here uh, three, maybe four years, but I think he only really played significant time two years. And remember, uh Amenisilatolu went down and that forced them to play Andrew Norwell. Which time? Andrew Which Norwell. Time? Went- Andrew Andrew Nova went undrafted. How about yeah. that? That's my point. Yeah. But he has not been before Gettleman. I'm just saying this is we haven't had a cog on the offensive line that was that has been a long term piece. Ryan Khalil is the only one, and over the last four years he struggled with injury. Since 2015, he's struggled with injury. But other than that, is Trey Turner's been the only guy that started the position for more than th- three years. At more than three years. Imagine if you had a different quarterback every two years. Yeah. Listen, There's been zero consistency on that offensive line ever since 2013. Really, that's what it's just been a revolving door of guys. And maybe that's just how it is on the NFL. 
But we haven't had a stud on the offensive line since Jordan Gross left, other than Trey Turner. I mean, yes, I'm saying Norwell is the stud for a moment, but he we didn't re-sign him, though. Yeah, but in my mind, that no, was... No, we didn't want to pay him. Yeah, we didn't want to pay him, but listen, I remember thinking that was He so went on IR last year, too, didn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but but listen, man, when, and the reason why... I mean, listen, I'm happy now if we end up uh, having a great offensive line this year, which I think we will. But my mindset at the time was, in 2015, Cam Newton had a dominant interior offensive line mm-hmm. where Andrew Norwell, Ryan Khalil, and Trey Turner... Even if the tackle player wasn't the best, Cam's able yep. to make so many that moves was on the zone that, he, that it, it didn't really matter. So it, it, it doesn't matter if you have to pay Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner at the same time. I'm investing in protecting my number one asset, which is Cam Newton. Yep. I get yeah, you. No, that's it. Sure. That's it. So we're talking about all these things, the explosiveness, the excitement, and we're even excited about the offensive line. There has been never in the history of this show where we have been excited about the offensive line. Yeah. We have been pleased, right? We were pleased in 2015, yeah. but you know what? It fell off the map at the end as well. They fell off towards the end of the season. They started. Mike Rimmers became fatigued. You saw Robert, uh, Michael Orr was – he played tremendous for us that year. But that was the best we've seen in a while. And they were – and Cam made them look better than they were. That's what I still maintain. maintain. This could be – I'm just excited. I can't believe I'm saying I'm excited about the offensive line. But anyway, you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. We want you to be a part of the show. We thank you for supporting the show and being a part of the chat room out there. We ask you to subscribe, to smash the thumbs up button, and support us to continue our effort each and every week to grow Panther Nation together. You can also be a part of the show by calling into the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. We want to hear what you're thinking about when it comes uh, to this offseason, to this team. Are you seeing the same changes that uh, we are seeing, or are we being overly optimistic we want to hear your take on that you can leave a message anytime throughout the week the number is 252-228-5098 let's see what we got this week and i'm going to go ahead i always make a mistake of keeping the music down when i start it so let's see if it works tonight. so what are your thoughts on cat call yeah it's pretty sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody and how did that make you feel uh, very uncomfortable so how do you think cat calling makes the person feel it feels good like Hey, what's up, C3? It's your boy, Nova Black. I was calling in. Nova Black. Love, you know, and excitement and optimism about what's coming, the upcoming season. Um, the all-season moves, man. I love all of that. I know it's been a while since I've been on here. You know, um, I was uh, reading some of the articles online as well as, you know, uh, excuse me, checking out uh, some of the highlights, uh, OTAs and stuff, listening to coaches, film and stuff like that. Um, Sounds like uh, things is looking good, man. I remember the 2015 season I seen Curtis Samuel made a diving catch today or whatever, and it reminded me of how, training camp and everything started off in 2015 with Cam Newton and 
and uh, you know, Chad Gant Jr. making the developing the chemistry and the connection on the deep ball. Hopefully, you know, when Cam get the throwing, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I'm being optimistic. When Cam get the throwing, you know, he'll be able to make that, you know, you know, develop that chemistry with the guys, and uh, hopefully, it'll be, we'll be looking up on the offense for next season. But I'm excited about the defense. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be one hell of a defense, man, with Bruce Irvin and Mario Addison coaching up, you know, the younger guys and with Luke and Shaq in there. That is going to be one hell of a defense, man. I look forward to it. Um, Thank you guys again, man, for keeping this tag on podcast rolling, even though I'm not always able to call in or nothing like that. I definitely always listen. I never miss an episode. Um. Hope everybody having a great day. Hope everybody had a great week, a great Memorial Day weekend. And I look forward to training camp. Hopefully I can see some of you guys out there. You know I'm going to be at FanFest, a couple of preseason games, a couple of games a year. Anyway, you guys keep pounding, keep pumping out the podcast. Nova Black, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We appreciate it, man. He uh, has been a a friend of us, a friend of our show. Been on uh, on draft night. He's been that he called in from the the stadium. Has been a killer uh, supporter of the show. We appreciate it, Nova. And he's right now. I, it sounds like we're all in the same boat. We're sharing some optimism. Even in the chat room, D Mac says O line and solid receiver lineup. Never thought we'd get it together. This is the time that hope springs well, or hope springs eternal, as Joe said. And it all comes back to boy Cam Newton. It always seems to revolve around that. Cody, though, a lot to be excited. There's I feel like for for a while I'm lit, less scared about some of the weaknesses on the team than I am more optimistic about some of the strengths. Yeah, no, I understand that. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same way, man. I, uh, like I said, my, my, the thing I'm looking at the most is that offensive line um, and the defensive line. I, I'm a firm believer that football is always won and lost in the trenches. Um, if we're able to get after the opposing quarterback, at the same time, uh, protecting our own, we're going to win football games. And everybody reloaded. There's a lot of dominant pass rushers in the NFL. But, man, if our guys turn out and Cam Newton is healthy, I'm not just saying this because I'm a super fan. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Cam Newton fan. I genuinely think you'll see the best season out of Cam Newton that you will have ever seen him play. And I genuinely believe that. And I'm not... I'm not just being a biased homer when I say that. You're looking at the culmination of experience, um, receivers that are on the same page with him, health, his older, a better offensive line. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm amped up for the possibility of what Cam Newton and the Panthers are going to be able to do this year. And don't forget second year with Norv Turner. I think that's going to be – that could be yeah. tremendous – now and and look, we were all excited about what North Turner did. Nobody was upset with North Turner's performance last year. He was calling it like it was just it was, and and to think that he was ha- handicapped with Cam at the moment with the deep ball and the talent. I say this: it'd be a damn shame if Cam ain't healthy this year. When the fairy when we got some things around him, 
for the first time, we got a little protect. You know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't that be some shit? Is that this is the yeah? <laughs> like, good lord. Um, but man, yeah. I, I think everything I see are all signs are pointing well. I don't think this is anything. I'm I'm really optimistic about Cam Newton. I always will be. I have uh, I know. I I don't think that you've seen the best of Cam Newton. I, f- I will keep b- believing that. All right, the number's 252-228-5098. Let's see what else is going down on the cat calls line. Hey, C3. Man, I like what you guys do. You guys you guys are doing some good work over there. My, my name's John Boy Billy Graham Gano Jr., and I ain't one of them fake fans. No, I'm a real Panthers fan. I'm a true Panther fan. Born and bred. Hell, I was born right smack on the border between South Carolina and North Carolina at Carowinds. I'm telling you, it was destiny for me to be a Panthers fan. I'm just telling you, I was a fan before the team was a team. Hell, I was a fan before it was a thought in old JR's head. In fact, my uncle Donnie, he's a dumbass Cowboys fan, always made fun of me. And when I was a kid, he always made fun of me. He said I was conceived in a Denny's on a Friday on Jeans Day. You know, my mama used to work there, and they had Blue Jeans Friday. Anyway, that's beside the point of why I called. True Panther fans know what I'm about. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, I'm calling. I want to be talking about this thing that's reporting of the music them boys them be listening to in practice. Now, I'm not one of them conspiracy theorists. Now, I'm sure I'm 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 probably not going to listen to no Nipsey Hustle or Nippy, Nipple Hustle or whatever that camboy probably likes. But this is America, and it seems like this this is censorship of the media. I keep hearing that it ain't no big deal. It's just fans being weird wanting to know what the Panthers players are listening to. But man. I don't know. These media members, I just think they're a bunch of sissy liberal bias in them. And you can tell that I'm telling you this is a big damn deal. This is about our rights. Not about 32 members of the Illuminati pulling the Pinocchio strings on us. I mean, I'm telling you, it should be okay for them boys to tell us to report on what they be listening to. Now, I don't understand. It has to be this Illuminati. I, I, I mean, I just don't understand what else you can could explain a gag order on a music playlist. Unless, unless, damn, if my name ain't John Boy Billy Graham Gano Jr., shoot, I think I figured it out. The Panthers won't let the media report what they be listening to because they worried about that evil Yankee fellow, Bill Belichick. He probably has a bunch of them psychologists analyzing the songs that our players be listening to and damn, 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 put subliminal messages in the songs and play them around the opposing team. They trying to get in our heads. That's what they're worried about. Man, it's kind of like that Manchurian president movie. Well, anyway, man, I thank you. Thank you, man. I listen to y'all's show every now and then. Sometimes I listen to it. Sometimes I just be living in Carowinds from weekend to weekend. You know, I got the season pass, but... I'll be seeing you boys down when the, when the football comes around and and y'all keep doing the good stuff. Y'all y'all, y'all keep pounding. Holy cow. Uh caller. Oh, what? Holy Whoa. moly. John uh, Boy Billy Graham Gano Jr. just called in the show. He He's upset. He was, did he say he was born at Carowinds? <laughs> born uh, right on the line uh, you know what it sounded like he was talking about in the last week this is the the time of the year uh, I did see that I mean it made a lot of sense I mean shit <laughs> there was uh, I, I do you know what I feel like that call what it's referring to is that the <laughs> I'm sorry I'm still trying to get my bearings that the 
Last week there was a story. You know, the Panthers media put out a tweet, and it put and it was a tweet, and it had DJ Ace Boogie, and it gave ten songs that they were the playlist that they were listening to at the first, um, the first OTA practice. So the next day, what I saw was is that some people tweeted asking reporters what they were listening to and if DJ Ace Boogie was curating the playlist. And um, I think what that, that caller was referring to was Jordan Rodrigue of the Charlotte Observer reported that the, the media guide that the Panthers organization gives out is um what that what they give out and they say what you can and can't do out of practice like what you can report on can you take pictures can what you can you report on jordan rodrigue had said that they were unable to report about what music they listened to so i think that that's where the genesis of that call probably came from is that then that uh, everybody was going crazy and not crazy there's a lot of panthers twitter asking media members about like why this was and i do wonder why the heck you couldn't i, I actually i'm i'm with the caller there is i don't really i'm too busy to really go and like be like what the Panthers should probably do is put out a Spotify playlist so that for all of us is that after practice we can listen to the Spotify playlist um, instead of us having to it. go and ask on Twitter what the heck they listen to. But it does seem strange that that would be something that they they couldn't report on. Inquiring minds want to know is uh why would they why do you think cody that they would not allow you to report on the music even if we don't care about it i have no idea who would care i mean is it is it like some youtube type crap where if you play a song or they hear it in the background it's like you're getting copyright strikes or whatever or the people who own it aren't making money off of a 10 second Snippet, dude. I don't know. It's the dumbest shit in the world, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, not even allowed to report on it. I mean, what are we doing? It's uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand that um, unless they're incorporating music into the playbook. So when, when you hear this song, you know it's this formation. Unless they're doing something uh, something crazy like that, I have no idea what this is, uh, what this is about. Uh, why they would even do it? All right. Well, caller uh, said the Illuminati, and I'm just saying, you know, I'd be seeing a lot of triangles all over the place. All right. So yeah, yeah. Well, look, know. as I tell you, this is that uh, that billionaire club. They they probably have their reason and rationale for doing everything. So it's all about pulling uh, pulling the strings. Here we got one more call. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. If you want to get in the C three Panthers podcast, let's see what you got. Hi, what's up, guys? This is Carl D. What's up, yes, Carl? I am back. What's up, Cody? Tony, what's up, Joey? Missed you, brother. I've been gone for a few months, but now I am back. Now my schedule, I can be able to join y'all guys almost every Tuesday night. That is. And the optimism is very high for me. So, yeah, this this might be a good year. I feel it, Tony. I feel it. And, Cody, 
your little speech talking about some, oh, I ain't just doing this because I'm a super Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Cody. Yes, you are. You just saying that because you're Cam, man. No, I'm just kidding with you, Cody. But um, <laughs> I'm just calling, telling y'all guys I'm back. Look forward to some more entertaining calls from me next week. I might even try to make the join the show next week. You know, to next time, keep do it up, pound it. Call D. Way to go, Carl D. Way to go, uh, Carl D. Thanks for calling the show. The number is 252-228. We encourage you, uh, 5098, those are the last. We encourage you to dial the full number, 252-228-5098, and be a part of the show. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button and subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about it. All right, Cody, I think that, I think that's about it. I'm trying to think of have we've exhausted yeah. the topics to talk about when there is nothing to talk about or less to talk about. We do at least have OTAs. There's something. What do you uh I get the final part of the show would be to ice up somebody. And I need you to go first because I haven't even thought about this. <laughs> Actually so, I already got mine. So uh, yeah, it only takes one second, but go. No, uh, no go ahead. No, okay. go ahead. Mine is mine is pretty simple is uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks lose. Giannis walks out, right? That's his name. What's his, What's the, the star's name? Gian, he's Giannis Odekempo. Yeah, so everybody just calls him Giannis, right? Because they can't say his last yeah. name. So he storms out, and then all of a sudden, you see tweets coming back to talk about Cam Newton. Not storms out, but he just doesn't talk to the media. I don't even know the details of it. I just keep going back to this. Is why you jackass has got such a problem with Cam Newton. To you, Cam Newton haters, I say ice up. I'm gonna ice up all the Cam Newton haters out there when it comes to his personality, his locker room presence, all of this and that. Is that um, ultimately he is a human being who has strengths and weaknesses, flaws and imperfections, but beautifulness too. And all I see is beauty. You, my friend, Cam Newton, I love you. I love you. <laughs> no, but what the hell is it? Like, why do they got to, why do they not, why is it that Cam brings out that polarizing element to people, even myself in the polarizing of good? But here, look, I'm okay with players having their feelings and not being perfect all the time. But to you jackasses that in two or three lines think that you can just make a quip out of Cam Newton for your behest, whether it be Ben Albright or whatever that guy is that right now is calling causing a stir, whether it be the dude Adam Shine or Sheen or whatever who who tries to throw low blows at Cam Newton. Um y'all y'all just y'all suck. So ice up. That's it. It's boring, but it's just like my weekly ice up. Cam Newton haters. Love you, Cam. Ice him up. Uh, Tony Dunn, once upon a time on the show, you iced up children, and you've done it on multiple, <laughs> and, and you've done it on multiple occasions. I like where I'm, I'm gonna going. try. I'm gonna try and one up you. And not only am I icing up children, but men and women. I'm icing up the entire state of Ohio, the entire state of Ohio, and maybe if it's not the entire state, but at least uh, the percentage of the population that watches The Bachelorette and more importantly the the percentage of the population that watches The Bachelorette 
but also doesn't want to be informed that a tornado is on the way to their house. This heavy rain is between you and the tornado. That's why this is a dangerous situation tonight. It's dark. It's also rainy. Uh, I was just checking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation, okay? It's nice, right? Think about this. This was your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. I'm, I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Sit, dangerous situation here. All right, I'm sorry I did that. I just, it just really bothers me that we have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. That's just ridiculous. New tornado warning here. Oh, that's the same one we had. Uh, this so uh, apparently people were more interested in watching The Bachelorette than knowing that there's a twister in him and it's coming right for us. Uh, people in Ohio. Did you say Annie M? It's a twister, Annie M. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, people are more concerned about who gets the next rose than, uh, hey, are we going to be alive tomorrow? Is our neighborhood going to be here? So um, to all the idiots uh, in Ohio State who were bombarding that weatherman's Twitter, yeah, ice up, stupid. All right. All right. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions. We thank the callers tonight. Uh, Cody, I thank you for hanging out with me on Tuesday. Joe, it was great seeing him no problem, or talking brother. to him. Cody, how can they uh, talk uh, football and uh, listen to you rant about the world on the internet uh, until next Tuesday? Follow me on Twitter, Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Talk about anything you want. I'm open. I'll talk. I reply to you. I'm an open book. And uh, check out Draft Tech. Um, in a few days, we're going to have a uh, way too early 2020 mock draft. And I'm going to have a write up for the Carolina Panthers. That's drafttech.com. Check it out. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles and um, be here on Tuesday nights. We got a lot more content coming. As uh, football unfolds, but just know this: every Tuesday night, no matter, um, I you know what I expect actually, all of you to do the same that those people watching the Bachelorette did to that man on the TV, to do that every Tuesday night, anytime you're not watching the C3 Panthers podcast or listening to it. Get us back on the air. We'll see you next Tuesday. We don't ever quit, even if twisters are in the air. I'll see you then, Cody. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.